cliffcentral.com Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win Anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. Um, I have returned, and it is my show. Uh, Portuguese guy called Paulo uh, tried to take over, but not in my name. Not in my name. Listen, on a very serious note, I'm very proud of what the boys did uh, last week because I was a little bit worried. Uh, because in order to name a show after yourself, you do have to have an incredibly big ego. And I thought, oh, if I'm not here, everything's going to fall apart. So uh, last week served uh, to show that I am actually not needed, which is kind of good for my ego, uh, but also terrible. Uh, so it does humble you to know that you've employed great people uh, who will hold it together when you are not here and you're in the middle of a forest where people have a witch in Grayton. That's a real story. I'll explain that a little bit later. Uh, an official witch in the studio with me, somebody who may or may not be a witch. Uh, they call him a physiologist. Uh, former left back um, where, where Senzo is currently studying uh, Vitz University Not really related Obviously they've just sold their name uh, To a lady who's incredibly rich And then uh, she moved the team to Bloom And then to uh, Durban immediately Incredible scenes uh, Brad Phillips, how you doing? Hello boys, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, good Hi, to Bradley. have you here uh, A man next to him um, Yeah, I mean the haircut thing is fantastic uh, Senzo Satebe, how you doing? I'm right, champ, how are you? I'm good I've missed you guys. I missed you too, man. No, I mean, I didn't miss, I missed, I missed most of you differently though. It wasn't like I missed all of you the same, you know? Because a lot of people will say, oh, I missed all of you. Some of you I missed more than others. Some of you... Why are you explaining? Like, you know, I don't like when people explain. Like, okay, cool. Oh, I like to practice in the spirit of openness, you know? you know, Because a lot of people always get upset when they uh, there's a gap between what they think is happening and what is actually happening. So I want you to know exactly what's happening, you know? You know what I mean? Sure. So you don't get upset. I hear you. Anything to upset you over the weekend? Uh, yeah, bro. Life is always going to upset you, but you know you have to take it with a pinch of salt. Debbie okay. Downer over here. Yeah, he is a bit of a Debbie Downer. Got the? Uh, do you have the Monday blues? Yes. Bro, for needing you, but now we're going to be all right. Is, is it because uh, you know in a lover these are the kind of problems you have where you can invent? And there it is. There it is. Yeah, in a lover, St. David's. Oh, last tough. Can't believe my mom was late to pick me up after aftercare or whatever. I don't know what St. David's guys say. Aftercare. Was it that? Aftercare. <laughs> Who has aftercare in high school? I don't know. Do you, I would, you know, if you're not in boarding school, I just presume like, your life's ridiculous. Even anyway. if you're not in prison. Like, <laughs> the jail that you went to. That's the energy I missed. You see, that energy that you, you, you're having now, um, I missed that. Brad, um, were you working on the weekend? Yeah. Uh, not Sunday though, but I was in on Saturday. Okay. And uh, so for those who don't know, obviously, Brad, you are a physiologist. No? Indeed. That's not a personal trainer. Because, no. you know, every time I, I, I was talking to you, uh, talking about you this morning on the show, on Gareth's show, and, mm. and I was like, okay, yeah, physiologist and what James is doing, blah, blah, blah. And I did say, yeah, yeah, I can vouch for him because he's my trainer. But then I thought, oh, no, that's because now you see, you sound like, you know what you sound like when I say trainer? You're just training breakers. Yeah. That's why you're in Breakers. Breakers. That word. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an age yeah. thing. It is an age yeah. thing. So it's, it's an avo cap. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I also used to use the term Priyaka. You don't have to force your way into being old. You're going to so, get old. I, you know what I mean? Since. Bruh. Why are you rushing to get old? Bro? I, You're so handsome as well. I'd rather be old. Than handsome. 
Who said I'm not going to be handsome when I'm old? Oh, wow. All right, let's bring in a man who... Uh, <laughs> James uh, James Elson, you're not sure if you heard that. Uh, who said I'm not going to... Senzo Sitebe, incredible scene, saying uh, he's going to be handsome, guaranteed, certified uh, when he's old. He's obviously living an incredibly healthy lifestyle now because we all know wh- what you do in your 30s affects what you look like in your 40s and 50s. Uh, Jimbo, you've decided to go with the I'm not getting a haircut approach ever again. And uh, I mean, it, it looks pretty good. You've got like the bedhead thing going, you know what I mean? Like I care, but I don't care. And the beard kind of looks like that guy who's just come off like a three-month model shoot, you know what I mean? Is, so is that the whole thing now? Uh, and obviously, you're not giving a video call to your mom because she would be sick at the sight of you. Not to say she doesn't love you, but I mean, she raised you to get a haircut, you know what I mean? Look, I do have to get my life in order by, I think, two weeks from now. What's the story? Um, because my mom's coming to Joburg. Oh, so. my goodness. Okay, yeah. this is not information I knew. This is unbelievable. Why is she coming here? Is she sick of looking at you, not having a haircut, and possibly with your lady breaking up with you? Is she coming to do an intervention? <laughs> um, not that I'm aware of. She's just coming here to see me and see friends and stuff. How long is she going to be here? For a week. So is she staying with you or is she staying with like an adult somewhere where there's actually food in the fridge and stuff like that? <laughs> um, well, she wouldn't be able to stay with me because... Even though it's a two-bedroom apartment, one room's an office. So it's the sleeping arrangement. Disrespecting no, no. his mother like that. Yeah, no, like I said, she's staying with, so she's staying with an adult. Is what she's, she's yeah, so in, in your words, she's staying with someone that loves her. Yeah, no, that yeah. actually, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. you, you know what should be happening? Is no, mom, you can stay with me because I've got a couch. I'll sleep on the couch. Honest. And you sleep on the... But James, I'm not telling you how to live your life because your mom obviously raised you and you guys have your own thing going. But it, but it shows me because you're not willing to get a haircut in general and you know that makes her angry. So you obviously wouldn't let her sleep in your bed. Plus also, actually, good thing you're saving your mom because let's go back to the madness of James not knowing what size bed he has. So, (laughs) you you know, the worst thing in the world is happening at your house right now. Right? If you're a grown-up, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. When the fitted sheet doesn't actually fit on the bed properly and you're twisting and turning, I've been in this situation, trust me, I've been poor... And every time you turn over, by the morning, the fitted sheet has actually come off the bed. So your mom, obviously, having worked 25 years to send you to St. Stidians, which means actually she had no life for 25 years. There's no way she worked that hard to go to a house where, first of all, it's probably a 100 thread count. And it feels like she's sleeping on the thorns, same thorns that were in Jesus' crown. So it feels like that's her bed. It's an absolute rubbish thread count because uh, you're spending all your money on, I don't know, upgrades on Apex Legends or whatever. So there's no way she's coming to sleep uh, on that bed. Absolutely ridiculous. But uh, secondly, she's probably going, I don't want to hurt his feelings because I know there's going to be no food and I'm not playing that game. I've already spent enough money on him. Uh, Jimbo, just your thoughts. Um. <laughs> It was just so much to take in. I don't know if I have any thoughts. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> you got. I mean, maybe learn what size your bed is, James. But great to see you. I'm back. It's good to see you. Uh, I mean, we, we got uh, we got a, we got a full crew back there. Great to have all of you guys back, and great to have Brad, uh, James. Maybe uh, actually, when your mom's here, maybe look after. Her. Maybe offer to just pay for a steak for the first time in your relationship. In oh oh, so we are like going to be going out and stuff quite a bit so who's paying that yeah who's paying you didn't let me finish okay (laughs) (laughs) um so i'm gonna try but i know and everyone knows i'm sure what moms can be like 
Um, yeah, great. So it definitely is my goal to uh, pay for a lot of things, but my mom is very stubborn. So, so it's just like sneak off, go to the bathroom, and just swap. Thank you. Uh, and I've said exactly that. Okay, James. I mean, Brad, grown up, right? Is uh, this is about the fourth time you've used this excuse, Brad? I, These I are the tell. lessons we'll learn as of tomorrow morning. Yeah, becoming a better man. Quite right. James, find a way to pay. Tomorrow morning, I mean, let's get straight into it. Obviously, James begins his journey. That's going to be a whole thing. Brad, what are we thinking there? Because, I mean, I do have some questions before we actually talk about James, but I love that you've you've gone straight to it tomorrow. Uh, James has set a time, actually. I believe it's 5.15. Yeah. Uh, so, 5.15, we start training, or he has to be uh, there at the gym? So, he has to be there at 5.15. Uh-huh. I'll take him through... Uh, functional uh, functional assessment protocol, mm-hmm. and then we'll take him through some uh, a big joint health um, assessment protocol, which would be the big Cybex machine that you went on. Yeah. So uh, he'll be with me from five fifteen to five forty five, then with Dean from five forty five to six forty five. Um, that gives me the opportunity to build his plan, and we kick it off from there as of Wednesday. Right, James Jimbo Ilsley, you've now heard. What's going to be be happening? So five fifteen. I mean, I've heard you have excuses, and you live about seven minutes from work um, for why you're late for this. Five fifteen in the morning, James. When was the last time you got up to be anywhere at that time? You actually have to be ready at five fifteen. By the way, I'm not saying arrive there at five. So actually, you have to be at Gold's Gym tomorrow. Uh, shout out to Gold's Gym in Morningside. You got to be there at five o'clock. Your thoughts, James? Um. I'm actually okay with it. Do, do we have a plan though? Are we going to pack tonight? I mean, I know it's a whole new world for you. Pack the bag. It's already ready. It's by the doorstep. Everything that I need is in there. My drinks, my recovery drinks, whatever, in the fridge, they're chilled. All I'm doing is grabbing them, throwing in the bag, or, or do we have another plan? Yeah, no, I definitely want to... So I did give it a lot of thought this weekend about how I'm structuring my week. Mm-hmm. And I did want to be as um, prepared as possible in terms of, like, if I can... Uh, save time in the mornings by preparing in the evenings like you say then that's what I'm going to do so tonight I'm going to sort everything out get everything in order um, and uh, tomorrow we start now uh, James obviously you made your mom's life hell because in Johannesburg worst traffic maybe in the world is you th- You decided there's no way I'm going to go to boarding school uh, and actually think about my mother I made her drive from the West Rand all the way to industrial area Randburg um, so just your thoughts on showering at a gym and being naked in, in a locker room situation which you could have done in practice for in boarding school uh, that is obviously going to be your life because you're not going to be late for work uh, how's that going to go for you pal? Fine, I suppose. All right, let's see. Should it, should I be concerned? What's going on here now? Oh well, I mean, you, you've, I don't think you've ever been in that setting. I can't imagine. You know, you, you you were a day scholar. Your mom would pick you up regardless, even though she'd work a sixteen-hour day. She'd have to cut it in half just to come and fetch you, even though you could probably have caught a taxi home. Or like most of South Africans, you are like, no way. You are driving all the way from your job, drive me to the West Rand, and get me Woolworth snacks, and then drop me at home. This is going to be a whole new world. About you know 400% of that is incorrect. Oh, well, what's the story? How did you get home? Well, obviously, my, my mom fetched me, but it wasn't like, oh, James, like, let's go home, let's get you words, and then you can do your homework with the nanny, and then that. Uh, no. What was the story? All right, take me into it. Uh, James, you, you're going into a life-changing journey. We've got to know how, how you started. you know what I mean? Um, so my mom would usually work until probably like four, hoppers four, uh-huh. and school would end at like 20 to two or was it 20 to three one of those two doesn't matter yeah. and then i or me and my brother would 
be there after school until about half past four doing either homework or if we didn't have homework, nothing really. Yeah, because just that's the way it Randall. worked. She, she was a working mom and we understood that. Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> no, you didn't. But okay, James, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, Senzel, what, are you backing James? I mean, yeah, I haven't really heard anything from you about James's journey. You no, were no, kind no. of away writing your own exam, trying to fix your own life uh, because you want to be a CA and actually um, execute because you, you do have a brain. Some people uh, do think handsome face, maybe he's just stupid, but you do actually have a brain, uh, a very big one, far smarter than me. Could never ever get into the degree you're in. Um, so, what do you think about James' journey? No, man, I'm backing him. Man. Like, it's, he's doing a good thing. Like, also, he's doing it for himself, and like, you can see, like, he's properly invested. Yeah, and he's not making a whole song and dance about it. He's actually, he's not talking about. It, he's actually doing it. So it's great. So, Senzo, while you were away upgrading your life, obviously, uh, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but James Ilsley has committed <laughs> to uh, running a half marathon as well. On top of this, good. has that come your way? That information? Yeah, I've I heard whisperings about it, but. Nice, James. Good. Jimbo. Good. Uh, let's get the face of a runner before we come back to Brad, because I do actually have some questions for, for, for Brad. Uh, James is a runner. Let's look at that face. It's the last time you're going to see his face like that. See, he looks happy, confused, and oh my goodness, what have I done? done. Um, <laughs> but in about five months, oh my goodness, James, are you kidding me? Strava. And, and what I like about James is that he always makes fun of the people, but he's going to be full-on Strava guy, full-on <laughs> selfie guy, like outside is free. Hashtag do the things you love. It's going to be incredible. Strava's on fire. Plus, James is an incredible designer. He's going to have the black and white uh, filter on the photo about the journey through life, even though James always makes fun of uh, the white ladies that do that. So it's going to be incredible to see that unfold from you, James. I absolutely love it. Brad, I've got to ask you this. Um, something I was thinking about on the weekend. So I was in uh, Titsukama. Mm. And uh, Nature's Valley, unbelievable place. Just unbelievable. I, I can't explain it to people unless they've been there. It's a hidden gem. It's just crazy. But I remember seeing like there's two different types of people, right? So on the Thursday is something they call the challenge. There's a time limit of 11 hours for them. But the big race on uh, Saturday, there's a nine hour limit, which is whew, wow, super tight. That right? is crazy. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, it's one of the hardest races in the world in terms of technical for distance, you, you, you know, meter for meter. It's, uh, it gives as good as it, uh, as it has as a rival around the world. But I ended up thinking about something because I am a little bit obsessive. So I write everything I do every single day. I write it down, you know. And I was thinking about the difference between the 11-hour guys and the 9-hour guys. And I, was, I wanted to ask you this as somebody who has been elite himself uh, in terms of actually going to the top level of sport mm. yourself. But, you know, I was talking to somebody who I went to school with uh, who I was fortunate to see. And we were talking about mental toughness. Mm. And I thought... Yes, you know, with Brad, I've realized where I am now and how soft I've actually become mentally uh, with a lot of the training you, you, you've put me through. But I wanted to ask you, do you think mental toughness is something you can train? Or if you want to be great, does that have to just be from inside? And I, I was thinking about it from Saturday until yeah. today. Well, I think it's, it's a combination of the two. Because one, you can, sort of, you can dial up. And the other, it has to be born uh, within you. Mm. So regardless, you can, you can tune the volume up on either spectrum if you sit on either side of the fence. And, and you've worked with, I mean, the sharpest of the sharp. I yeah. forget the lady you were telling me about who's maybe the greatest OCR athlete we've ever produced. Um, what, what's her name again? Um, and you said uh, she's Sam Ryder. Sam Ryder. Complete machine. Yeah. So, but what's it, what, what is it about them, like those animals? Because people think it doesn't hurt for them. They always, mm. You know, people always reduce. And it's, for me, I don't believe in talent. It's like you got the genetics you got. 
and to take her to that level, I mean, she must work and must have worked and must be able to mentally stay in in the red zone more than I would. You, you know, I don't know. Is that true or not? Um, well, yes. Yeah, so at the moment, I wouldn't say she's training as hard as what she had previously. Yeah. But when it comes to, it comes to competition time, she tunes in and she gets the job done. Yeah. No music on. Not listening to your favorite song. It is time to grind. And that's when you see that, that magic happen. Yeah, because I do think with someone like her, it's like there is a level, like you said, where you can tune it. But mm. there are decisions she's making to be great yeah. that are internal. It's just whatever I must do is if you're sleeping on Christmas, she's probably out there doing 400 burpees. Well, like, I remember it is madness. Uh, we went for a road run. And she's not the biggest fan of road running. She likes to do lots of high intensity stuff. That's her, that's her game. But we went on a road run. Um, again, she hates running, but we hit the, f- the last big hill and she said something to me and I look back at it and she just sprinted up the hill. It's like, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. Straight up. I obviously attempted to catch her and <laughs> I did catch her. Yeah. Try and blow my own horn there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the big thing is when you, individuals like that see an obstacle, they're like, okay, well, I've got to get my head down and just do it. And I mean, you, you're one of those as well. Uh, yeah. so much so we had that 20 minute burst, uh, last, not this weekend, but the weekend before that. Yeah. And you were like, nah, horrible job that I just did. So you dialed it up another 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's got to do with you as a person and whatever your foundations are. And, and, and you know, the, these elite people inspire me. And then mm. uh, just lastly on this, because it's awesome what James is doing and uh, we'll release the podcast uh, later this afternoon, hopefully uh, we'll see how it goes. But for me, something that's interesting is like observing this weekend again. It's like, mm. And and it made me think of like what, what we're doing and some of the people I see at Gold's Gym and, and, and like that. It's like for you, you're training a spectrum as well. There's the elite guys versus lifestyle. James is more starting off in terms of just wanting to be healthy, you know. Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of people confuse th- that world. And I, I, I often see people come to me and they want to be at the performance level instead of just worrying about getting into good habits. So yeah. for you, I'd love you to quickly talk me through the cycle of I was doing nothing. Like, where do you start, guys? Do you start on the mental side? Do you um, do, do you start on the phys- purely physical? Are they linked? Um, so I would, I would always start on the physical side mm-hmm. because that's why they've come to me. Yeah. Um, and then I'd always go and approach them based on their deficits. So um, if I've assessed you and I pick up any of your issues, yeah. um, we work on that first. And a lot of the time, people don't like to deal with rehabilitation, right? So they see rehab as a chore. It isn't a chore. You get those things right, then you get to dial the others up. Got you. So we work on changing mechanics first, and then we start to ramp up those mechanics from that moment uh, onward. Um, and also, you teach people patience as you take them through some of the rehabilitation. Teach them a bit of patience. You set goals. You get them to identify what those goals are. You get them to realize them by showing, okay, cool, pain was an issue. Now pain isn't an issue. So now there aren't any obstacles. Now we have to start working for whatever your your training object training objective is yeah yeah and and that is an incredible it's it's an incredible thing to to watch you you know people go from lifestyle to performance but i do urge people to kind of listen to what you're saying because mm. people want to go from nothing to performance and, and i'm yeah. just like oh no you're going to be back in six months yeah with an achilles tendon issue or, or whatever it may be you know you know you know what i'm saying well the amount of clients that i've got from let's say some of the personal trainers in the gym so they've come up uh they've got hurt while training with a pt mm. Um, they'll come and see me. I'm like, okay, well, actually, you need to see me for a little bit more yeah. than what you are, your, your PT. But they're like, their situation will be like, well, it's not 
exactly hard work yet. I'm not sprinting. I'm not doing burpees. I'm not sweating, sweating excessively, even though they end up feeling sore afterwards. They don't want to go through the slow stuff first. And at the end of the, end of the day, like you said, they end up falling off and getting hurt and they have to come straight back. And somebody prominent was saying something to me. Um, Senzo, you ever thought about this lifestyle thing? I mean, it's, um, I've never really asked you about it. Is, does, it, does, it does it matter to you? Is it... Of course it matters because the thing is like, you know, it's just a very subtle thing. Like, you know, people that go to a gym, right? Or they, they train or they look after themselves in that way, right? They get into good habits and it's about a routine. Mm. Like gym is a routine because every day you have to go at this time or, you know, it can't be helter skelter. And you see how they live their lives. Mm. Those people, like they like structure. They don't like, they don't like things to be, you know, oh, I'll wing it. They don't yeah. like winging things. They like orderly things even if even if something's gonna go bad they know okay cool i can prepare for it i can you know what i mean because once you once you have a routine it actually shows that okay cool it's if you have a routine it shows commitment yeah and that's how it starts it starts like very small things you know what i mean would you what about you what are you thinking maybe hey you get involved in that whole lifestyle last stop yeah i would i would but i need to be properly committed to it like now i mean if if i tell you now that yeah i'm gonna go to gym like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be i wouldn't be out I wouldn't have given it some thought. I would have just be saying it to appease somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Because you must just... If you, if you say you're going to do something, you must commit to it properly. You know what I mean? Don't do not do it too quick. So, so well, you, you, you should commit to going to the gym then? No, I should. But um, as I said, my head is not properly in it yet. In the game, man. Yeah. Okay, so Brad, there's a good example of somebody mm-hmm. who's like on the fence about it. Like for you, a big part, and what I love about working with you is that there has never once been talk about aesthetics. It's always mm-hmm. about health. Yeah. It's always it's always about health. It's never been about look a certain way, and and, and I love that. And I, you know, these are the kinds of details mm. I listen to. Otherwise, I don't I don't want to work with people who want to. I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder, pal. Like yeah, the, yeah. the aesthetics will take care of themselves if I do the 100%, right thing. Yeah. And I love that your process orientated. But let's say like a guy like Senzo who's saying, you know, okay, it sounds like there's something there. Is do do you ever run into people in general where you try and and, and get them to the lifestyle? If if yeah. I can, if I can call it that, sounding a little bit like what Senzo's saying. Um, yeah, you get that all the time. Mm. Um, the big thing is, Senzo's already said that, well, like he's in, it isn't at his core at the moment, but when he's ready for it, yeah. that's, that's when you get to make that decision. And a lot of people do sit on the fence, and those are also the individuals, like, like you mentioned, mm. routine earlier. A lot of people go to gym, say they're going to gym, but they end up on the, um, the bicycle for a solid 20 minutes, riding at 50 RPMs. You know? <laughs> so like, there's no, there's no change. So yeah. it's actually good that Senzo's, Said, well, cool, I get it, but that's not me right now. But I'm sure when the opportunity arises, that's when you'll because, pitch up to the plate. Because the thing is, like, you don't want to commit to something, especially like, you know, let's say, let's say I commit with you, right? Hmm. Firstly, it's your time hmm. and it's your expertise, right? And you can see that, okay, this guy's not properly serious. And yeah. also, there's a difference. People, some people, as you said, some people just go to gym, right? Hmm. And they just go there, like, just because, oh, okay, I, I went to gym. They go to gym and they don't actually do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. sit there and they fat for an hour. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, okay, cool. Why, why'd you go? Why did you come to the gym? Because to look cool or whatever, like you know what I mean. You get it quite a bit, and like I'd, I'm not about that. Yeah, I'm not about well, that because also you're paying money for the for this thing. Mm. Like it, you know, it doesn't. It's not like. But that's that's people, the accountant right there. Yeah. Yeah. The right yeah. There's the I love CA. That. In, yeah. I love that. No, no, yeah, no, it's correct, bro. No, no, because the thing is, like I've I've seen this all the time. Yeah, guys. Yeah, let's go to gym. Let's go to gym. Especially guys that go to gym. Like, let's say you go with your friends. Yeah. Mm. It ends up becoming like it ends up becoming a party. Yeah. yeah. You guys don't actually do anything constructive. You go there. It's just an excuse to hang out with your friends and like talk nonsense. That's why some people who go to gym they go alone. Like 
They go alone, they go at odd hours. Like, I had a mate, like, um, plan fitness, like, it was 24 hours. He used to go to the gym at, like, one in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, jeez, bro. He's like, nah, it's because also there, there's nothing distracting me. And and he's just said he used to go for 40, 45 minutes. But clap it. Clap it, yeah. Not two hours. Like, what are you doing two hours in the gym, three hours in the gym? Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, you're not Ronnie Coleman. Bob. Exactly. Mm. Unless you're Ronnie Coleman, what are you doing? But, but, but again, you, you know, for me, and it's something I wrote down two years ago. Because that's when I really started to, I could feel myself getting better. Mm. After sort of six years of just being in the health lifestyle and smashing 100 milers and 100Ks and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Is two years ago, I was like, yes, yeah, I love the gifts of what I'm getting. Mm. You know, and it, it's hard for me, especially with my personality type, not to become a preacher immediately yeah. at that time. But I, I realized at the time, you'd be like, I, I'm a terrible, terrible ambassador for health lifestyle because I'm not an empathetic person. So my mindset, even now, is still, I don't understand why you're out of shape. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have that emotional maturity to go, ah, people go through stuff. To me, I'm like, oh, no, this is the only way to live. Like, so somebody said, what if you were ever out of shape? And I said to them, I laughed out loud, not because I was being like demeaning to them. I was like, I can't imagine that world. What are you talking about? What do you mean I'm not working out five days a week? Yeah. Like, like what do you, so Brad, I mean, in I, I don't even know how to be, is there such a thing as a proper like advocate for health lifestyle? Like it's something I think about so hard now, especially this past weekend. Um, well, it's actually, it's quite difficult to, to say, but I mean, I've, let me try and put it this way. Uh, I've got a client, right, yeah. who he's got an incredible brain, literally finished number one in the world at actuarial, actuarial sciences. Right? Jesus. His exam, his exam was number one in the world. Incredible. But he's also an extremist. So you'd go, whatever he did, he'd go balls to the wall. Yeah. And he started a little journey with me. He's a little overweight. Uh, pitched up. Yes, I'm keen. This is what I want to do. Okay, fine. Look for excuses. The entire time, up until literally, but five days ago, got his first compliment. Got his first compliment. He's like, actually, yeah, now, now it's time to tune in. Wow. So all the excuses out of the way. He's like, my lifestyle was X. I tried to visit that lifestyle again. It's not for me. Yeah. Got this first compliment. He's like, I'm actually a complete health junkie now. Because now he's feeling a certain way. He's getting it. Uh, from external sources as well. Yeah. He, um, he's stronger. Um, he's starting to notice things about himself. He has to like buy a whole new wardrobe. Like all these little things are starting to tick, tick those boxes. He's climbing up um, the ladder that he, he wants to climb work-wise. Yeah. So it's all starting to make sense now. Yeah. And I think to finally get there, people actually just need to be truly honest with themselves. That's the thing. That's the thing because yeah, that's, that's exactly the thing because the thing is like, you know, you can try to lie to everybody. You can, mm. I can tell you nonsense. I can tell you nonsense. But there's one person. You can't lie to yourself, ultimately. Mm. You can't lie to yourself, ultimately. And the thing is, once you stop making excuses for yourself or whatever, or trying to justify or trying to victim blame or, or, you know, or feel sorry for yourself, mm. that's when you, you know, you're, truly like, you're truly in touch and in tune with what you want to do and all that. Because, I mean, it, it, does start, it, start, it starts and ends with you. Yeah, the eventually you start running you. out of excuses, right? Yeah, you do. Like, uh, I mean, uh, saying you can't not have a sugary drink in his water. Yeah. Uh, old, right. Okay, let's bring him in. Uh, old Ryan Tinline here, he says he 
Now, Ryan... Th- it was th- tea or was, what was it? it was water. Tea, right? No, no, no. He can't have water. Oh, that's it. Yeah. No, he, he, Ryan says he cannot drink water and he doesn't understand how we do it. Now, a lot of people are saying the cells we have have evolved from water actually for about 4.6 billion years. 6,000 if you're a Bible person. I, I don't mind either of you at all. Um, so, Ryan, just your thoughts saying you can't drink water. Um, yeah, I still stand by it. I still haven't been able to drink any water. If you drink water, you rust. So I'm trying to avoid that. No, you've got redhead just said You're that. already, already a redhead, yeah. Well, how much more are you going to rust? Uh, uh, just, I rust or... Let's yeah. See. There's, a couple, there's a couple excuses of why I don't drink water. Let's hear it. G- give me two. Well, the rust... Oh, the rust thing. Yeah, oh, sorry. That's a scientific one, yeah? The other one is just pure taste. That's why I was in complete fear of COVID because... If I lost taste, then everything would taste like water. (laughs) That's why I had to not, I had to avoid getting COVID at all costs. Because then everything would taste like water and that's personal Incredible. I I have another excuse for Ryan. I've never heard something so incredible in my entire life. And I've lived for 35 years. You, You know, Ryan, a lot of people wanted to avoid COVID for things like dying. But you, you thought, no. I can't taste sugar. Yo, what if my Fanta tastes like water? Can you imagine? Yes. Just... I have another excuse for Ryan. Well, I mean, what are you guys, bosom buddies? All right, let's hear it from your bosom buddy, uh, James. Hashtag besties. Um, so the human body... Oh, maybe body... your mom can't sleep over because uh, Ryan's uh, doing the sleepover and you've only got a, a double bed and you guys are, you know, six foot, both six foot two, six foot they three. They both got boobs, though. <laughs> Moves. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> you got moves. I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brutal feedback, but it's feedback nonetheless. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jimbo, what's that's, your... Uh, that's very professional. Yeah. No, no, I actually missed my chirp there. Yeah. I actually messed it up. Yeah. I was actually going to say something about someone's mom, but I'm not going to anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's offside. Probably so. good. Yeah, the boobs thing is probably... That, that, that's just the right amount of, of locker room talk. Um, ah, sorry, guys. James, now that you're feeling sensitive about uh, possibly having a B-cup, um, I'm not saying you do. I'm, I'm just saying, what was the excuse for your bosom buddy or Um, Oh, if I'm not mistaken, the human body oh is made up of, oh I think, God. 70% water. You were there, weren't you? Hey? you? Didn't you touch on something remotely similar to that? Yeah, no, no, no. But uh, James is—he doesn't. Both Ryan and James have a thing where they don't listen to me. Um, I did see Tony McCann this weekend. She said, "I'm gonna say hi to James." But um, so, so James, okay. So the human body is. Uh, isn't it made up of like seventy percent of water? Okay, and, and so what does that mean? So why do you need more in your body? That's not my excuse. That's for Ryan. I don't mind drinking water. I would just like to say I'm walking proof that you don't have to drink water. Like, you know, there's Aras and Mazoe and... (laughs) Concentrate. So you're walking... (laughs) You're walking proof, eh, Ryan? Uh, Well, yeah. You guys said it the other day. I'm I'm almost... Well, I don't want to say I'm as big as Flip. Flip is massive. But I'm like the biggest, yeah, I think. (laughs) I think... Okay, so so what does that mean? Or like, you don't need to drink water to to be as big as you. No. <laughs> so that, I mean, I just drop the mic. Day, drop the mic, bro. This is the best day of my life. Wow. <laughs> this is this is honestly like I'm not kidding. This is this is the greatest day, Brad. This is because yeah, Brad, your problem is you work with elite athletes. No, you, you, no. you you always work with science. I work with science, but actually, majority of my clients are normal human beings yeah 
normal dudes that are just trying to start something or they've gotten hurt and they're trying to get out of that. But my, normal, my normal clients actually like the guys in the back. Boobs. Rust. Sure. And the, that's how I get this big. Mazoe, he says. You don't need, you don't need water. Well, look, my, my mate James said, well, the body's 70% water. Why do you need? Bosom buddies. Brad, Love it. You, you're a legend, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you for coming in today. And uh, yeah, uh, the journey begins for, for James tomorrow on a very serious note. Thank you for, for very doing Very keen, this. James. Thank you for doing this. And I, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing it unfold. And all of the ups and downs, I'm here for it. I'm here for it because I want to see you. James is really a good kid. And I want to see, uh, I, I mean, what's exciting for me, and I will say this to every single person who, I, I, I'm an advocate, you know, mm. is there are people is, I'm never excited about the exercise itself. I don't care if you can do a thousand push-ups uh, yeah. within the next 12 months. That, that's not what excites me, is what James is going to do now, what excites me, even if he, let's just say, and I don't think he will, but let's just say he does only one month. The person he's going to have to become to stick to the deal is what's exciting for me. 100%, because in yeah. all, the, mm. that's what excites me about lifestyle. Mm. Not the outcomes. I'm, I'm a process guy. I'm always excited about the reason I do 100K races, right? And every journey is different. I'm excited about the man I'm going to become when I do a 100K race. And for James, I'm excited at the man he's going to be for himself, for his mom, for his girlfriend, and for his friends, and ultimately for me. And, and it's an But awesome I like thing. what you said, because the thing is like, as well, do you know, do you, do you know, do you know I'm also rooting for James? As you yeah. said, he's, a, he's one of the nicest people I've ever yeah. met, James. Yeah, genuine. One of the nicest people I've ever met, like genuine, genuine, 100%. genuine. And he's not fake about it. Yeah. And, that, and he's not putting it on. That's who he is. So yeah, no, that's why I'm, I'm about it. Those are powerful words from Senzo's Tebe. And, and he's dead right. He's dead right. Jimbo on the journey. Uh, we look forward to uh, ensuring that he, you know, it'll be ups, it'll be downs. Um, it'll basically, the, the, the Kaiser Chiefs uh, <laughs> of health journeys. Uh, Brad, awesome. Uh, on the other side, we, we will be talking uh, the, the first Formula One, which is F1. It's a, it's a bunch of turkeys uh, that were hosting a race yesterday. <laughs> Incredible. G.O.D. watered the pitch. Phenomenal stuff. I don't want to say it again. We'll talk about it on the other side. I was dead right. That should always be happening. Uh, the MKT show. We got Spike Valentine on the other side. Cliffcentral.com you are still doing it. Yeah, you are, you, are, you are still doing it. Um, so, <laughs> obviously, there was a coup uh, last week. Not military, but more uh, in a Portuguese sort of subtle way, trying to take over the show, and people thought it would hurt my feelings. Now, we have had some, <laughs> some what you might call uh, bugs in the system today, and obviously on social media, we're communicating that they're, you know, we're professionals. And obviously, now, uh, the leader of the takeover has put up a tweet in reply to what we've said and I'm not happy about it I'm not happy about it and this is still him planting seeds trying to take over the show and we'll deal with that tomorrow because we will see him and we will address it I'm not afraid to do it but here is the tweet and you you can all see it at home it's absolutely ridiculous alright let me move on Um, now we're going to talk about a bunch of turkeys who hosted a race where people went very very fast Immediately, I must tell you, um, a man with an incredible beard has joined us. His name is Spike Ballantyne. Spike, how are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm just wondering to myself if you've ever managed to get into a segment or start a sentence without putting in a pun of some kind. 
no, or at the very least put in a decent pun. Can't help himself. You can't help. It's himself. a disease. Um, I yeah, mean, we're talking. It's an illness. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we're talking about Formula One now. All signs obviously lead yeah. me to believe no. There must be a penalty of some kind for the reuse yeah. of the signs and the yeah. finish and the. I like how you said penalty. The, yeah. Yeah. There needs to be a forfeit or a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, because he's off the. He was off the grid. That's why he's. Why would you say because the, the, this last uh, race, oh, any I pun can't. would be foul, of this last race. Oh, turkey foul! I get it. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, no, uh-huh. terrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, uh, James. Wow. Uh, James Ilsley, obviously a new man, uh, about to run a half marathon. For people who don't know. Uh, that's a whole different world that he, he's in right now. Tomorrow morning, he will be at a gym at 5.15 a.m. in the morning. James, what do you have, pal? Um, so one that we've missed, I think, I could be wrong, but they said it quite a bit this weekend, and even Max himself said it in an interview. Um, maximum effort. No, I've done have every we done that Max. One? Yeah, I've done every Max pun possible so I'll I need a new one yeah try getting a new one yeah, yeah, no, I'm no. surprised you haven't worked in like maxillo facial surgeon or something while we've been having these wow, conversations wow, and, and I will I, I will find a way uh, I will find a way but I do spot. like that Max in my effort it's, it's incredible stuff I do like a pun it's, uh, it's excellent stuff alright but let's get straight to it because sweet mother of turkey stuffed with a tin can if you know how to cook it what an incredible incredible race Spike I hate to say what am I saying? I love to say it. I told you so. Mm-hmm. Water the pitch. G.O.D. He gets involved. Obviously, he saved the Israelites all those years ago. 2021 years later, he thought, let me make it rain in Turkey. Yeah. Wow. More than 2021 years. Because that was like a thousand years before J.C. arrived. So oh, really? Yeah, they don't measure year zero from, from Moses' time when he rescued the Israelites. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure my 13 years of Catholic school have taught me that. I mean... Yeah. yeah, you and Senzo went to the yeah, same yeah. school. Yeah. Uh, Senzo, any thoughts on uh, timelines in the Bible? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but you guys, it was also it's a long time since I was at school, so, so I might yeah. be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Timelines in the Bible, guys. We went there. We don't know. <laughs> guys, what if the Bible is in reverse? Eh? <laughs> yeah. What? No, seriously. Like, have you ever thought about it? What if? No. What if Moses was actually there at the end? <laughs> Jesus was somewhere there in the, the beginning. Yeah. Adam and okay, Adam and Eve had to be at the beginning, like for 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 the story's sake, for completeness sake. Yeah. Because yeah, otherwise, yeah. it doesn't make for sense. For continuity. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make sense otherwise. Otherwise, no. the whole Bible's of us. Adam, Adam and Eve can't be in the middle. I hear you. I hear you. You know what I mean? You know, no, no. But I do. See, I see what you're saying. What if Noah, the Ark, that was yeah, actually, bro. you know? And how do you really know? What if he taught Jesus how to be a carpenter? You know what I mean? And they got it wrong. And Moses wasn't actually Moses and for Samson. Because, guys, do you know what the Bible is? It's an all broken telephone. <laughs> no, listen. No, 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 no. No, let me get into what I'm saying. Yeah, like, sure, sure. No, because look. <laughs> Why? No, listen. It's the gospel according to so-and-so. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So someone else might have had a di- different perspective. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's like, let's say you were at a party or you hear about a fight. Yes. And then you see a different angle and someone else sees a different angle. Yes. Yeah, he clapped him. No, yeah. he didn't clap him. Yeah. He, like he poked him in the eye. And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's how they say the gospel according to, to, to John or yes. to Luke or to, you know what I mean? Okay. No, no, that's... It's hearsay, guys. I'm open to outcomes. So what you're saying is possible. I have to acknowledge that if I believe in it. My thing is, how do we really know? No, none of us were there. There were no cameras. Some guy decided, and Bible's not written by one person; it's different people. So. And then also edited by some guy, like three hundred years later, going, "No, I don't no, like no, that no, story. I like this story. Yeah, I like exactly. that story. Give me this story." Okay, uh, look, 
this is good critical feedback, and I don't think anyone religious can can really yeah. push back on this. This is empirical thinking. Also, but, nothing to do with Formula One. No, 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 no. Although, having said that, God did make it rain on the yeah, pitch. Yeah. So my question to yes, he did, but it was a very, very stable wet pitch. Mm. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was raining in the little bit in the beginning, and then. It smoothed out, and then you know that's why we had guys on their intermediate tires for so long, is because the conditions were fairly stable. But the aesthetic spike when the cars are racing, the water's coming. Oh yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it's a TV then, show. Yeah, and also you get you get guys like uh, Nikita Mazepin who saw that he couldn't see anything in his mirrors because of all the spray and all the all the dirt that was stuck to his mirrors, which is why he almost took out Hamilton at turn <laughs> eleven. There, uh, he was like, "Oh no, no, I did. Oh, sorry, I didn't see anything." Um, so yeah it, it did add some drama for sure in, fa- in fairness uh, Ma- uh, old Mazaspin doesn't need the conditions to be terrible to, no no to- <laughs> that guy's have- a horrible driver no he can he can he can spin in the best conditions known to me <laughs> uh, alright obviously the race was electric but before we get to that mm. listen so is everyone now just gonna have engine issues is, is, like do we need to swallow <sighs> that bitter pill because three Three main, I'd say, mainstays in the storyline of Formula One, and mm. um, you know, just like because I, I, because I was obviously in, in a forest where they've never had signal anywhere, mm. so I couldn't actually watch the race live right. or anything like that. So I was catching up on obviously the best sports app in the world, the F1 app, is yeah. incredible. And I was seeing penalties and this and that, mm. and maybe you want to talk us through. I mean, Hamilton, Science, Ricardo, what is going on there? Yeah, so I mean, it is at that time of the year where you know you've got to consider. Um, you know, especially for the for the championship leaders, they've got to. If the engine penalties are, are coming, and they're pretty sure they're they're going to have to replace engines, it's a matter of where do we replace engines. So uh, for Red Bull, last time out at Sochi, it was this is where we're going to do it because we're going to take the least amount of pain. And same for for Mercedes, their uh, penalty was less severe because they only took the internal combustion unit as a replacement, not the full thing like Max did uh, last time out. That's why Hamilton got the ten places. And Mercedes came out and said the reason we did that is because Hamilton does very well here and it's a good track for passing. So that's why they decided to do it then. Dan Ricciardo and Sainz, full engine replacements to the back of the grid. For for Ricciardo, not so much of an issue. Uh, and for Sainz, you know, not so much of an issue in terms of, of where they are in the championships. But for, for Ferrari and McLaren, who are battling each other for third place and it's getting tighter now, you know, they could have, McLaren could have done with a better showing from, from Danny Rick. And I mean, science just driver of the day yesterday. We're hands down. Mm. I don't care what the you know, even if the pundits have got it wrong, you know, he was he was outstanding yesterday. Uh, and I think that that was a that was not what McLaren would have wanted because now that gap between uh, for the third place is closed. Jimbo, you see, um, you see yesterday, uh, obviously all of those penalties. But just your thoughts quickly before we get into it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, Guys, maybe make better engines is what I'm thinking with all that money. And I don't really care about costs. So stop fining guys for a ridiculous thing. Is I, I find it absolutely crazy. But Jimbo, just your thoughts on the pitch being watered. Obviously, you did send me a text. I did get that in the middle of um, Nature's Valley Forest. And you said GOD has watered the pitch. Just your thought on the aesthetic. I know you're about vibes. Spike, obviously a hardcore fan. He knows what he's talking about. But for you, James, you're all about the aesthetic graphics. <laughs> um. I, I do enjoy Formula One even when, like, just as a sport. But when GOD waters the pitch, it it does add a different, like, element. Right? It hey, does. Jimbo. It does. So maybe, does. We, you know what we need to do? When you're about 21 or 22, girls start to mature early. Right. And there's always these hardcore guys who think they're going to, oh, boo, I'll never have a chick, boo, I'll never, like, whatever. And what, girl, what smart girls do at around 21, 22 is they just wait around 
and they wear you down. Maybe we should do that to Spike. You know, take the girl mentality is just wear him down. <laughs> hang around. G.O.D. keep watering the pitch. We'll keep saying it for another two years. Before you know it, Spike's wearing a raincoat and you have for no reason in African <laughs> Wait, <time>. is, <laughs> is Spike against G.O.D. watering the pitch? Oh, he's not into it. Like, we're into the graphic yeah. aesthetics. Yeah. Spike's going, ah, either way, you know, he just wants to watch the racing. Yeah, I, and I think that the fact that I've been uh, watching Formula 1 for... A long time. Mm. I think you're going to have to take, uh, it's going to take a few years for you to, for me to just walk in here randomly with a raincoat. I think you've got a lot of work. If that's your, if that's your strategy, just be prepared for the hard graft. Well, what I'll do is, uh, James will start putting posters of like, uh, you, you know, sort of on his way here, just like a raindrop. Subliminal. Like at, at the door of the other studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just slowly but surely mm-hmm. kind of inseminate that uh, and plant that seed. It will happen, Spike. Uh, even though now you think you know about it, you, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like put a, a water bottle in his seat where he sits at the other office. Oh no, moisture. You know what I mean? It, it'll work. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> also, as a team building exercise, Spike, before you come on the show, we're going to do like rain dances and stuff with you. Uh, that is a great. Hmm. Did you say as a team building exercise? Yeah. Yeah. That is incredible stuff, yeah. James. Not just a handsome face uh, and a guy who needs a haircut, but definitely <laughs> all about team building. I love what you're. I absolutely love what you're saying. All right, let's get to the race, Spike, because. In all honesty, mm. it was an absolute slobber knocker of a race. It was awesome. To the point where, by the way, I got home last night, mm-hmm. right? Big time mover, groover. I got home at 11 last night. I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch just six minutes of the highlights. And then I watched the six minute hi- highlights package. I'm like, no, 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 no. With everything that's happened here, plus they aren't capturing what happened with uh, Lewis, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. I ended up watching the 35-minute package. The whole 35 minutes? Got no sleep. You're hardcore. No, no, no. I had to get into it. I thought, oh my goodness, this is incredible. Right. But let's uh, let's start off. I mean, obviously the early collision there, uh, the gas man and... Uh, oh, gutted. And then... Gutted. Two of my favorite drivers. Uh, and then, yeah, so they came together, turn one. Uh, and it was... I felt and it was Alonso, hey? I felt especially bad for Alonso because he qualified six. He'd done really well to get that car. He came out and said... He wasn't expecting to qualify so well. Yeah. Put it on six into turn one. Uh, Gasly basically punted him off. Uh, he got a pe- uh, Gasly got a penalty for it, which I thought was a little bit unfair because if you look at the onboard, you know he was he was squeezed between uh, Perez and Alonso. He didn't really have anywhere to go. He was putting on a lot of luck, and it looked like he understeered into Alonso. And there, I think that's what the stewards kind of gave him the penalty for. Was like you should understand. When you arrive at that corner at a certain speed, doesn't matter how much lock you put on, you're going to understeer. So yeah. you should have been a bit more cautious. You ruined Alonso's race, so five second penalty for you. But like you said, you know, I watched it a couple of times because I heard the commentator saying, "Oh, that's rough as well." Yeah. what's he supposed to do? I think the I think the thing is for me, and also this is not I'm not an F1 driver, for, you know, obviously. Yes. But the thing is, when when you are approaching that corner. Trick, uh, conditions are tricky. Your tires are relatively cold. Uh, the, the surface is wet. It's going to be tight. I think if Gasly had, had backed off slightly, and of course he's not going to want to give up the position, yeah. but I think part of the reason he understood was he was probably carrying a little bit too much speed in there. So had he not carried so much pace into that corner, he might have had a bit more front-end grip. He might have been able to turn away from Alonso a bit more effectively without hitting Perez because there was still a bit enough space on his left-hand side. Uh, I think he simply just understood into Alonso. And you've got to set a precedent, right? Is that you, you, we can't have this every three races now and guys yeah. start making excuses. Well, exactly. And I mean, what, what happened a few a few laps later is Alonso went into Mick Schumacher. Yeah. And, um, you know, he Alonso got a penalty. So yeah. they had some consistency there at least. No, as, as long as there's some consistency. And I heard something really interesting that the commentators were saying on that collision, actually, mm. were saying, 
you know, it's such a pity for Lonzo. And I didn't realize this was a part of his armory that apparently he is a strong starter. Amazing like, starter. He's, he's, he's great off the grid. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't realize that. And, yeah. and I really looked into it. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Me. So if you want to see some great Formula One highlights, look for uh, Alonso starts and look for uh, Raikkonen starts. Mm. Yeah, Raikkonen. Both one, yeah. of them. I mean, incredible. And I think it's one of those things that only comes after a lot of years of experience. Um, I mean, I, I watched Alonso's um, opening laps at Silverstone this year, and he's just—he is so good at just picking his way yeah. through, finding gaps, reading the guy ahead, and anticipating what he's going to do, and doing the opposite so he gets the line or he gets the move done. Phenomenal starter. Yeah. No, you, you know, I, I'd expect it with Alonso, but um, Jimbo with uh, Kimi, I'd expect him to be better at the finish than the start. Oh. You know, I'm all for supporting you. Yeah. We've done finish before. I, but I'd expect him to be better at the finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. Man, how do you feel? It is good to be uh, back. I, 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 you know something? I mentally check out. Eh? Yeah. Like, good, I good mentally off. check out. Like, these two, they, yeah, they can yeah, go on. MKT. Like, okay, you cool. must teach me. You must teach me. <laughs> nah. You're, you're, you're making my heart sauna. Ah, sauna. that's so good because of Finland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, James Hilsley, what a freaking legend. <laughs> but my thing is, <laughs> you deserve everything you get, James. Yeah, you deserve a freaking a legend. Up. Yes, yes. Yeah. This is what I have to live with. Oh, oh my goodness, what <laughs> a living legend. got him only here once a week. Yeah. <laughs> like a legend. Like everybody was crying about how hard it was to manage their tires. Yeah, I think the the thing about those intermediates is they they got to they when when they were fresh, um, you know, in in the opening stages of the race was cool because the yeah. track was damp enough, the conditions were right for intermediates. But as the race wore on, and the track wasn't getting wetter, but it wasn't getting drier, yeah. and they were wearing through the tread, yeah. um, they found that particularly when the guys came in for for a stop for a fresh set of inters on that surface, which has been redone, which is super abrasive anyway. Mm. And now you're running an inter-tire on a surface that's not quite... I mean, it is inter-territory, inter but it's not. And it, those tires went through a horrendous uh, first couple of laps where they grained terribly and there was nothing in them. And then slowly they came back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think tire management was a big part of it. And, and you know, for, for Bottas to, to keep the lead like he did and just manage his race so well, I mean, it, it really is a, a testament to what a good driver he really is. So, oh no, because he's he's left now, hasn't he? Well, he will at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah well, not, yeah. not quite yet. No, no, I mean no, he's yeah. he's officially out, unofficially still in. Yeah, yeah. Still has to be a professional yeah, yeah. because he's working his notice period. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> he's had in his what is his seven races? I know. <laughs> but I mean, abso absolutely true. Um, what what Sen's saying. But before before we we discuss that because oh. it, it it was such a big part of the race. Obviously, I watched a 35-minute package. Probably should have been asleep at uh, midnight. But I thought, no ways. Um, I need to see what's going on. But earlier in the race, obviously, a Japanese sensation who has to move to Italy because we don't trust that you're going to be disciplined in Japan. Yeah. Um, Tsunoda Hamilton, that was... See, that's the stuff I would have missed if I didn't yeah. actually stay up at midnight for the 35-minute package. Yeah. Incredible stuff. There. Yeah, and I know I've had a lot to say about old, old Yuki. You and, have. Uh, yeah. I've had a lot to say. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I'm surprised that, uh, that Alpha Tari kept him for next season. But, you know, it just takes those few laps to show what potential the guy has. Yeah. To be racing Hamilton, uh, to be defending against Hamilton the way he did for as long as he did, uh, without, without letting Hamilton pass, well, he passed eventually, but he put up a really good fight and he didn't make any mistakes. Yeah. Uh, he just kept it together. He defended supremely well. 
ultimately it ruined his race because he said he had to chew through his tires to keep that uh, that Mercedes behind him. And unfortunately for him, it meant he finished out of the points ultimately. But it was a great display of really good racing in really tricky conditions yeah. with huge pressure. Yeah, it, it is huge pressure. And uh, James, um, let me tell you something about um, Tsunoda. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. we, we can see the talent. Um, obviously, uh, he's brilliant uh, as a talented guy, but he's got a long, a long way to Kyo. What? Uh, a long way to Tokyo. Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo. Oh. Tokyo. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you you almost hit the nail, Honda. Head. <laughs> this is the best Formula One show that's <laughs> ever been made. Honda head. Ho- I hit the nail, Honda head. Oh my word, guys! This is incredible. I mean, this was painful. What do you guys think? That that's top level. Honda head, Senzo. Are you joking? Tsunoda, we linked no, Japan in there. I mean, and you're a Honda. Yeah, like, I, see, I see the whole thing you guys do. You, you're having none of it. No, not that I'm having you, none You're of a professional. Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, so Spike, you know, a long way to Kyo uh, for, for Tsunoda. But but listen, moments like that will shape his, um, sort of what the team's thinking. Because, you know, we always look at the race starts and we miss so much. Is like part of the culturing process is... He has to learn to do this. Mm. You know, you can't... It's not just about winning. You've got to learn the whole spectrum of driving. Sometimes you, 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 your car's not on. What's your defensive driving like, mm. right? And I was reading a little article this morning because I was also like, ah, what are we talking about? And then I was like, oh, no, Spike knows what he's talking about. I do need to read up a little bit about this. But the full spectrum of a driver isn't just getting a fast car. You're very talented at swinging it around corners. Mm. Defensive driving is a mm. huge part of winning yeah. championships. Yeah. You, you, you know, it, it, it's the difference between maybe getting a point here and there mm. rather than losing that point when the car's not on, the conditions aren't on, yeah. or, or something also, like that. Also for your constructor as well. Like, let's say you have to, you have to drive defensively because... That guy choose us. It's, it's over for our team, and you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think this, as you say, it's a, it will be a career, not career defining, but it'll be a big lesson for him to have, certainly in terms of his confidence, because he must have taken a knock this season with the mistakes he's made and the pressure he's been under, and the comments that have been made from the likes of me saying, you know, what the hell, <laughs> uh, you know, for him to be able to pull that off or to at least execute that as well as he did, he's yeah. going to look back and go, you know, cool, I can actually do it. I can keep my head about me. I can put in some good laps, and I can actually race against the world champion in a better car, and you know, you know, hold him off for a decent amount of time. And I think it's important for a guy like him. And again, I'm thinking just from the business side, it's important for him to become not necessarily the face of or, or part of the branding because I think Asia is we know as a market, right? And, and I mean, he's Japanese. It's still. Mm-hmm what is that, 120 million people living in Japan somehow, or, or whatever, the population of Japan. Like 250 or so. Crazy. Or whatever Audience, it may yeah. be. Is, listen, that market is still un- largely untapped for something like this. Is mm. that, we've seen it in football, a guy called uh, Son Hyung Min, right? Is there were, there was South pa- Korean. He is, he is Korean. Yeah. No, he's, uh, yeah. No, very, 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 but the good career. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. No, not, he's, not... he's allowed to leave his country yeah, okay. and he, right. he has rights. He can't drive his Kia. He has a Samsung that isn't tapped, I don't right. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's fine. Anyway. It's the, it's, the, it's the career you want to be in. But we've seen what that's done for the Premier League and, and Spurs. Uh, I was reading some of the numbers that they've gone through. So he plays for Tottenham Hotspur and their numbers in Asia across the board mm. have gone ballistic in terms of sales mm. purely by Son Heung Min being. Mm. The biggest star. I mean, I forget yeah. who the K-pop guys are, but he is the next biggest star in Asian sport right now. Yeah. He is the absolute guy. 
is Tonoda is a clever move for for the whole of Formula One. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think that's that, that's there's there's a lot of what you say there is very true because it's not just to, okay. So Tonoda is the guy at the moment yeah. who is uh, driving for he's driving for AlphaTauri Honda powered. So there's obviously that connection, but also Honda have got together with Red Bull. Uh, a young driver development program focused in Japan to find the next Tsunoda or the next Japanese star. Because Formula One has got a bit of a tenuous link. Uh, not tenuous, it's got a solid link, but the guys uh, that have come through before have been, you know, the, the guys like Nakajima and you know a few others have come Takuma through. And, Sato. Yeah, Sato is another one. Sato was probably probably the, the most talented of the lot. Yeah. You know, guys like Aguri, who back in the 60s and 70s, I think, came through. He then had Super Aguri as a team. I think these guys have been, they haven't been stellar performers. Yeah. And I think that's what Honda's looking to do. They, they're looking to create the next superstar. And Tsunoda will, will, will lead that charge. Uh, but over the years, I expect to see a few more drivers, uh, certainly uh, Honda back drivers, being, being punted by Honda to try and get them into Formula 1 for the, exactly those reasons, because yeah. it'll give them that commercial gain in that territory. Absolutely. And, and you, you know, one of the things, especially about Japan, is mm. we now know the last 50 years is like, if you get, uh, if you, if you get involved with Japan, it's like, Hmm, we're not going to just kind of do this thing. Japan, oh, yeah, do, no, no. we're going to do it properly. Absolutely, and yeah. if yeah. you plug into the sort of Japan, mm. then you know they're going to produce 10 drivers in the next mm. decade. Yeah. And now we're really talking about a sport that can compete even with golf. You, you, you know, golf's big problem is mm. largely speaking, Europe, America, largely speaking, yeah. right? Mm. Is they're, they're really struggling. Again, if you don't have a VJ Singh, if you don't yeah. have an Ernie Elts, if, if you don't have a Gary Player, we can see what the numbers for golf are becoming. And if you don't have Tiger Woods, Tiger's the only one where I can take a sport that's really for rich uh, uh, guys, uh, rich old guys with a bop and make it for everyone in the world and now people in Malaysia want to watch. Is, I think Formula One, If I have to imagine they're smart guys. I believe they're doing that. Yeah, and I think they also tap, they want to tap into the, there's already a, 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 a strong fan base for Formula One in Japan. It's why they race in Japan, which they won't be doing this year, which is why we're racing at Turkey's because Suzuka... Uh, cancelled because of COVID. Yeah, um, and that's a that I just need to say is a great pity because Suzuka is one of the best circuits mm. on the on the calendar. Yeah, um, but every time they race in Suzuka, the fan base goes mental. They are they are properly properly Formula One mad. The fans there, and so I think they've got nothing to lose by trying to grow that fan base because when, as you say, when they get into it, they get into it properly. Oh. you know, and and as far as the drivers go, you know, you talk about drivers and which are their favorite circuits a lot of them comment on suzuka because it's a fantastic circuit mm. um, as a as a as a driver circuit and a technical challenge it's it's superb but a lot of them also comment on the fact that they love the fans yeah in in, in japan hey Senzo, you watch the formula on this weekend or you i watched i watched uh i watched the highlights but i must say that what six not... minutes or 30, 30 35 minutes? yeah yeah the, the, there's two highlights packages 35 yeah. okay cool. oh yeah, so you watch the full package do you know what you, do, do you know what my favorite thing was yeah that paris hamilton Battle. Oh, Jeez. wow! Amazing, eh? She was. That's that, that's actually a good segue because I mean now we're getting into the meat of it, right? Yeah. Yes. So now we talk about tires. So one of the things that they that they spoke about at the beginning of the race mm-hmm. was Hamilton's decision to go with a high downforce setup, which a lot of the teams ran less wing. Hamilton was like, "Screw that! I don't want straight line speed. I want to be able to nail it in the corners. That's where I'm going to make up my position." Yeah. And he did. I mean, he had an absolute stonking start to the race. He picked his way through pretty much at will. That move on Perez, I, I watched that and I thought to myself, as soon as they get onto the start finish, Hamilton's going to think to himself, damn it, I wish I hadn't gone with a high downforce yeah. setup because the Red Bull was quicker in a straight line. Yeah. And I think if Hamilton had stuck with a normal, in inverted commas, uh, setup, 
and hadn't had that high downforce setup, he probably would have nailed that pass yeah. Yeah. Uh, when he did. But because he had the extra drag, he was he was you know Perez was able to to just get ahead yeah. just in time. Yeah, because there was like three times they zigzag, lead, yeah, always, change, yeah. I go, you go. Yeah. And what I loved about Perez there is eventually, I, I, I think it was coming into the straight, where he just stayed aggressive. Like, nope, that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He held him. Because like, I, I saw something on Twitter. This person's like, don't know a lot about Formula 1, but man, that was entertaining and beautiful to watch. <laughs> no, beautiful that, is the word. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was really, through that sequence of corners. It was, because it was like, is he, yeah, is he, yeah. won't he, will he, yeah. And then, you, like, for me, obviously, watching as an aficionado like you, Spike, is <laughs> I, I do sometimes get out of myself and I go, how are they doing this with this control? <laughs> control exactly. Like, like, you're going to, hey, you are moving at 180 kilometers. Look out. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, you know what I'm busy thinking? I'm like, guys, you know, this, this was just a normal person. People would have crashed long no, ago. No, but you know, the thing is, this is what I love about not just Formula 1, but all professional sports. Yeah. is because it's really great to watch, sit back and go, wow, that looked cool or that, you know, that was really amazing. But then to look at it from like the average person's point of view, because I, I maintain that if any one of us, I don't care how fit we are, yeah. without, you know, I'm five foot seven. Yeah. I'm mm. relatively fit. You're like six foot nine. Yeah. You're fit. <laughs> I don't know how tall you are, but you're pretty fit. But the thing is, if we had to play a rugby match and we ended up at the bottom of a scrum, we would be dead. Yeah. That we would yeah. die. There's no, no immediately, question. Immediately. And I think that, that, that for example, that, that, uh, that sequence of corners, Hamilton and Perez battling, not only battling, battling as tightly as they did and for it to last as long as it did and for them to come out on the other side, both intact, just but, yeah. goes, this is why these guys yeah, get paid millions of dollars because they are the best drivers in the world. Exactly. Because the thing is like, and coming to your point again, Spike, like when you watch like professional sports, right, you, you watch it on TV and you're just like, okay, yeah. Uh, but then you, when you watch it live, you're like, the speed at which things are happening Yo. at you, just like you, it's just like okay, you can't be normal too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's such a good point, right? Is we had Flip Funameva, he was in South Africa, he was in here a, a week and a bit ago, right? Is that like everyone, you know, most of the guys in here would have played sport or whatever. It's like, mm. and then Flip walked in here and it was like, oh, that's the difference. Yeah. And, and that's what you have to look like. Yeah. Like, it's non-negotiable. You've got yep. to be 120 and have... Sh- I mean, his shoulders now, and he hasn't played rugby, I think, for three years. He still looks like somebody has sculpted his shoulders mm. to go and destroy somebody's yep. neck or something. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But it, he just looks like there's extra human parts on him. Yeah. But, but, but that's where you see it. Like, you know, you, you look at... Shoulder a, extensions. Yeah. You look at a scrum off on TV and you're like, that guy's small. Until you stand yeah. next to one. Yeah, like, yeah. a professional scrum off and you're like, this guy's actually massive. Yeah. Bro. He's just small compared to the rest yeah, of the guys. Yeah. I remember, I remember I bumped into at uh, at the old SABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bumped into Kuba's visa, oh waiting to catch oh a lift. Oh my goodness! And I, you know, I was minding my own business, and I walked up to the elevator, and then I noticed this like shadow next to me, and then I looked, and I was like, "Oh, who moved the building indoors?" And <laughs> there, I mean, Kuba's visa is the biggest person I've ever seen in my life. He's like literally three times as wide as me yeah. and probably at least one and a half times my height. Dwayne Vermeer and like I took a photo of him once and I was like, I look like a, a, a child. And Dwayne Vermeer looks like a child next to Quibus Visa. Quibus yeah, Visa yeah. is the, he's the size of a pool house at a yeah. nice house. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a pool house with two bathrooms. Yeah. I mean, what is that? what car does that guy drive? No, no. <laughs> he, no, he doesn't. A tank. Yeah, I mean, yeah. does, does he drive like a microbus or like, a, like you always say, you can nah. side open the side door and what get in there? What are his way? options? And then, now, now, having said that, F-250? Guys, how do flip fit in this chair? No, no. The, 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 that chair's a, a little bigger than it looks. It's kind of yeah. like a scrum half on yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it is a little bit. It's a scrum half effect. But yeah, yeah I mean, let, let's talk about that before we go on a break is... Mm. Quibus Visa's car options, F250? Yeah, 
F two fifty would be one. I'll tell you what I was in this Hummer weekend. Hummer H one. I tell you what I was in. Hummer H one. The FJ Cruiser. Yes. FJ Cruiser, not so much, eh? Not so big, yeah. Uh, FJ Cruiser is is low and wide, but it's still like regular sized doors and what. I'll tell you what he drives because I was in one this weekend. I forgot about the real. Oh, in God. South Africa, I don't know what the word is besides this. The stapura spike, and I, I don't know how <laughs> to translate. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard that word in my, my life. It's hard to translate. Stapura, the, 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 yeah, it's got that thing, yeah. It, it's got that thing. What is it? What is it? A Hilux double cab. Obviously, it's an animal. I, I drove no. a Hilux double cab this weekend. Uh, one of the photographers, uh, shout out to, to Craig David. I call him Craig David. His name's, <laughs> Craig well, his David. Name's David. His name's David. <laughs> did, 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 did he Craig. fill you in? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note. <laughs> there you go. That is excellent. That's how you do it. That's how you do that it. That is bringing the house down. Spike Valentine, he's he's a professional, this guy. Um, on the other side, listen. A guy who's been avoiding tax for his entire sort of adult hood uh, once they discovered he could uh, get a car around a track much faster than everybody else. Lewis Hamilton had an absolute crack over a race. We'll talk more about the tyres and the effect that they had on uh, this weekend's proceedings and much, much more. Turkey, oh, what a race. G.O.D. watering the pitch. The MKT show. <laughs> We're back on track. We're back on track. Let's go. I got to tell you something. It is great to be back. It is great to be back. Spike, I had a realization yesterday. It's great to have a life I don't need a holiday from. Like, I was just as excited to go to... Well, I wasn't on holiday, in fairness. I was working, but I was in a, a place which feels like a holiday. But it was awesome to be there. My passion's mountain running. And as I was coming back, you know, sometimes there is a bit of dread mm. back in the day. Before we started having jobs and maybe actually making our houses nice, was there was that dread like, oh, oh man. I was, man. Just, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to get home. It, it, I, I got to tell you, I'm living pretty well right now. My life's going pretty well. So it's great to see you, by the way. Haven't seen you for a while. Great to see you, Senzo, by the way. As well, it, it is nice to see you. It's great to see everyone at the back. Now, there were some issues before you came here, Spike. I heard so, yeah. I no, 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 no. These, I don't think you've heard about this issue. I, right. I complimented kind of everyone when I walked in here. Everyone got a compliment. Ryan's wearing a, a nice shirt today. James, I think I complimented his attitude. Welcome is always here at like two in the morning. I think he lives here, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to say that he lives here. <laughs> But his marriage may be falling apart because he seems to always be here. Right, Welcome right. is here before us and he leads off. Oh, yes. No, no, I think his marriage that is falling is apart and he's just had a baby. Welcome. Wow. Again. So I don't know how that's going for the other half. The constants and uh, the, the certainties in life. Get taxes and welcome being here. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> well said. Right. And trust me, he's always here. He's never not been here. <laughs> exactly. Or was it just like, dude, when do you go home? Like, yeah. He's never gone home. He's never gone home. The question uh, is, when did he start being here? <laughs> well, it's kind of like an alcoholic, really. Is you know, people always go, "Oh, he's sobered up." No, no, no. I'll, really, some people mm. get drunk. You, you, you know, you know what I mean. There, there, there is no getting sober for some people. It's just a matter <laughs> of re-upping the drunkenness and, and getting <laughs> it. <to> really, <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, Jimbo? What you got for us in the back there, pal? Uh, you, you can you, you missed a pun opportunity. Oh, come on, James. <sighs> you know this is why I've got you behind. Mopping up, you know, you know what makes every great lead a great back backup singer. What you got for me, Paul? Um, he just welcomed a baby. Ah, oh, you're so right, and he did as well. 
Because his, well. his name's Welcome. No, I... He, and he welcomed a baby into the world. James, did you have a good weekend? I did. Because it shows. It does show. You've had an incredible weekend. All right, let's get back <laughs> to the Formula One talk. <laughs> and, James, as we move into intermediate talk, I won't get tired yes. of as talking long, about As long this. as you guys yes. are having a good time. You know? Yes. I'm back. Yes. We're back. James is back. Spike is back. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, Senzo's here. Sipo's here. Uh, Ryan's here. Obviously wearing an incredible t-shirt. He is a man who's rusting and is one quarter Jewish. So shout out to him. Sia is a guy in the back. You may see in the beanie. It is an African summer. Why is he wearing that beanie? A lot of people are wondering. Let me tell you what happened here. Is that earlier on, uh, I was alluding to this, was I was giving everyone compliments, right? Everybody had done something great. Worn a great t-shirt. Rusting, whatever. Sipo had cleaned up the science arc. Uh, Sipo's very good at cleaning. I'm not saying that's his job. It's just something he did well. I complimented him <laughs> on that. And then I was looking for a compliment for Sia. And it's about five hours later. I still have not found a single compliment for him. So let's look at the man. You see Sia's face there. He's lost his confidence. And that beanie, actually, it's, I mean, it's about 30 degrees in Africa, 30 degrees centigrade, about 95 degrees Fahrenheit, give or take. And so that beanie actually was for wiping his tears. In the ad break, he has been crying and he has wiped his tears. So that is Sia, uh, one of our uh, sort of new members of the team. And uh, he'll bounce back, pal. There we go with the gang signs. And it's a tough time for all. That's Ryan's incredible shirt that I did compliment. All right, um, let's get back to it here. Um, Never, in a while, I haven't heard of a race where the tire talk post-race almost dominated a race, which was great on its own. So forget the tires. I guess the two are linked, but the race on its own was incredible. But, I mean, the tire talk has almost dwarfed an incredible race. I mean, like you said, Perez's race, uh, Verstappen's race, uh, you know, Lewis Hamilton's race. But the tire talk, I mean, let's get into um, sort of, the tire change rule, because mm. I, I want to know what's going on there. Like, for obviously, you and I are yeah, yeah. not know. To, yeah, yeah, but we need to explain for newbies like for, like Senzo. It's very simple, right? The 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 teams are are they run uh, a set of dry two sets of two compounds of dry tires in a dry race. Mm-hmm. Then for for wet weather, like we had yesterday, there's intermediate and there's full wet tires. When it's a dry race, as uh, ordained by race control, they will say, "Okay, it's dry race." Um, you then have to, if it's a dry race, you have to use two sets of, of compounds. So you have to use the hard and the soft, or the soft and the medium, whatever is available for that race weekend. But because this, and if it's a wet race, you don't have to change tires. You can you can stay on the full wets or the intermediates. There's no, it, you only have to change tires when it's a dry race. So because yesterday was a wet race, no one had to change tires. There was no nothing in the rules saying you had to pit and change tires. That's where it comes from. So then you had guys like, uh, Leclerc, uh, Hamilton, and Ocon, all gunning for the no-stop race, mm. uh, which ultimately wasn't the way to go. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was incredibly tough. Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> tough to tough to watch. Wh- whose race fell apart? Was it Ocon? Um, yeah, I think I think that a Leclerc. lot of I think a lot Leclerc. of people. Yeah, a lot of people will be asking why why Mercedes decided to pit Hamilton as late as they did. Um, you know, after they initially said. <clears throat> Excuse me. While while everyone was pitting around forty two lap forty two lap forty three, they asked Lewis if he wanted to come in. He said no. We need to stay on these tires. We need to come, you know stay on these tires. They're fine. The car feels fine. Uh, and eventually Mercedes called him in on lap fifty. But 51. hold on, Spike. Before we get to that, sorry, they called him up. Yeah, the fifty fifty one. Mm. I just want to go back to what you were saying about Lewis. There. And for me, 
like I get anxious when things are not done in a hierarchy, especially in the elite levels. It's like, right. is why why are you giving Lewis? He is great, hmm. but why is the team not immediately like Lewis? We hmm. don't like they did, by the way, two weeks ago when it did work out, and then yeah. he wasn't keen, and they said get in here yeah. now, and it worked. Why, why give him the rain at all to say Lewis is in the rain? Oh, nice one there. You don't even yeah, notice that the you rain. did it. <laughs> Operating in a yeah. at this stage. So I think that the easiest way to explain it is when the track is going from dry to wet, um, you know, then there's then there's a lot more... Um, I, think that, I think it has to rely more on the driver. And then the driver's saying, look, I've still got you know traction. I can still feel here. The cars, the cars are right here. The tires feel good here. When it's going from wet to dry... Uh, I, I agree. I think the, the driver needs to be reined in a little bit. But mm. when you've got a guy like Lewis Hamilton, who's a seven-time world champ and he's a you know, team boss just about, yeah. going, it's fine. Leave me out. You know, I, these tires are good. I'm still, you know, he, he was lapping at that stage when they first called him in. His lap times weren't too bad. Mm. And there was still a lot of question around, you know, is it worthwhile changing to the Inters given that they grain and they struggle so early on? Uh, you know, you're going to lose ground or you're at the very least not going to gain anything initially and then there's and there is there enough time afterwards to to, to catch up what, uh, what what you've lost before so i think they left it up to lewis to say you know do you want to come in he was quite happy on those tires mm. and it was his call to stay out but what happened in the end was they said to him at lap 51 they said look you you have to come in because at that stage they were losing uh, I think around two seconds a lap to Gasly, oh um, and you know I, I had a look at the lap times. And when when Hamilton uh, on lap forty six, Hamilton was twenty seven and a half seconds ahead. Uh, by lap fifty, he was he lost three seconds. Uh, and you know if you extrapolate that to the end, if you look what happened with Ocon, who didn't change tires at all, Ocon lost uh, he lost out to Stroll in the end. Um, and Stroll took 17 seconds in five laps of yeah. Ocon at the end there. So Mercedes are like, look, we're gonna we're gonna lose the podium now because we've left it too late. Um, so it's either a matter of finishing fifth or sixth because if we stay out any longer, um, Gasly is gonna pass us. So he uh, so they they called him in and said this is the last chance we've got to stay ahead of Gasly if we stay out. Gasly will pass us in here. So they called him in. They tried, Lewis was obviously, you know, as we heard by the radio transmission, he was not happy. No, no. I mean, a guy's been knighted, still mm. drop an F-bomb. He, he doesn't oh, yeah. care. He was unhappy. <laughs> he was unhappy. But, but then, again, this is why it's down to the team. Because the team, because Lewis is out there going, these tires feel fine. I feel fine. I've got confidence. I'm, you know, I'm sliding a little bit, but it's okay. The team's going, look, pal, the guys behind you are lapping two seconds a lap faster. Yeah. You can't see them because they're 15 seconds down the road. But in six laps time, they're going to be on your ass and they're going to overtake you no problem at all. So we've got the data. You need to come in and change tires. And then you know, we'll have an argument afterwards about it. But yeah. ultimately, Lewis posted something on Instagram, I think today, saying, look, I was, yeah, I was, I was upset. But you know, in the heat of the moment when you're racing, you don't want to give up positions and you don't understand. But we chatted to the team. They all hugged and made up. They understand, and yeah, they sold to quote Lewis, the great Sir Lewis Hamilton, still we rise. No, and no, in fact, I'm pushing back on uh, the, the great Sir Lewis Hamilton. Mm. Is I have no time for that. Like I get heat of the moment, but I thought the commentator said something great at the in Sochi mm. when they were talking about drivers in the helmet are only thinking about the next corner. Mm. And somebody of his stature, Hamilton, at this stage, like, what do you think your team wants you to lose? Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> exactly. at that moment, is I know, like. I, I, I can only imagine what it's like to be that competitive. Mm. But it's that moment where his greatness should come through and go, 
You know, actually, right. these guys, mm. the data, what, like, yeah. the, the boys are going to take care of me. And mm. in that moment, I mean, that's putting it on the line, right? Mm. He's, he's put his team in an incredible situation. And also, his job happens in public. So now we're like, oh, because now you know the papers are going, <laughs> is there trouble in the yeah, ranks? And or? that's exactly what they did. And yes! that's why he posted on Instagram. <laughs> no, there's no trouble in the ranks. And like, Formula One's hard enough without, uh, who's uh, the team principal there? Toto. Oh, Toto. Uh, having to answer questions about yeah. Lewis and, and your relationship. Like, yeah. This thing's hard enough. Our engine has just gone. You, yeah. you know what mm. I mean? We've still There's got six races. On, yeah. We've got uh, so some kid uh, racing now, some uh, you know, some Austrian kid or whatever. He's racing for Red Bull. He's yeah, making yeah. our life an absolute nightmare. Some Dutch, nice. Dutch kid as well. Yeah, he's, we've got that to deal with. Like, mm. Lewis, we don't need problems in the house yeah. Yeah. on top of. So I'm not happy with Lewis Hamilton with the, with the way that things went. Yeah. I'm happy as a viewer though because great content. It was superb. It was superb to watch. <laughs> see that drama but also Toto came out afterwards and you know for once he didn't if you look at what happened with with McLaren and Sochi and, and Norris uh Norris came, you know they all came out oh you know it was a team decision we all kind of decided to stay out together blah 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 after this uh, race in in uh in Turkey Toto Wolf came out and said no it was absolutely the right decision to bring him in there was no like there was no like team to, like we told him to come in because it was the right decision yeah uh they they said that after um after he came in his right rear tire was down to the canvas Okay. Which is basically down to the steel construction. Yeah. Um, so they had that evidence. Um, the guy who runs the the Pirelli F1 operation, um, whose name is um, Mario. Mario Mario Sola. Yeah. He came out and said, "Well, that tire would not have lasted another eight laps. Like it would have failed." Yeah. So you know, they, someone took some control there and said, "Look, you are coming in. We don't care what your gut says or what your feel of for the car is. You are losing ground. This tire will explode. Come in." You do need some stones, though. Guys won, what, seven championships? Uh, yeah, but he doesn't win it on his own. He wins no, no, with, I, his, with his team. No, I like whoever has the stones to go, all right, we understand you're avoiding tax yeah. in Monaco. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to uh, <laughs> do a little pit stop here, Paul. I like the fact that... Box, the, box, box. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that... Uh, I, I mean, I'd love to hear the full communication because a lot of the comments about why Hamilton was so upset mm. was because he didn't get told that he would lose two positions. But they probably spoke to him in a way that made sure he would understand like that that was not part of the conversation mm. so that he would think oh well, I'll come in and go out and I'll be like fourth and then yeah. I can fight they probably on purpose didn't tell him about the position loss because they know they would have had another three laps of debate yeah. of him saying no I want to stay out no no you must come in so they probably just said look oh, come in it'll be fine in the end don't worry and then they were like rather ask <laughs> rather ask for, ask for forgiveness than permission, permission yeah. 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 and while he's shouting on the radio they're just pushing mute and they're yeah. like finished like, oh, God, this guy. here he goes again yeah <laughs> Yeah, see, if he wasn't, if only he wasn't knighted, they would yeah, not yeah. be mates with him. If only he had won seven world champions. Seven, hey? Oh, That's tough to tell a guy who's won it seven times yeah. not to come in yeah. on lap 42. I mean, uh, it, it is tough. It is tough not to let him kind of uh, say, mm. you know what, guys, I do know what I'm doing. Yeah. But again, listen, Lewis Hamilton, obviously sleeping in his palace tonight, probably hang, hang out with uh, old Philip there. They're probably cheers and chicken. I think they're probably hang out. Like, Philip's like, hey, if you're going to live here, you, you kind of paid for the... Yeah, for the right know. not to pay I taxes. Mean, I can't imagine Albert and Philip. I mean, Philip and 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 Hemi Ham hanging out together. You don't you'll think be so? surprised. No, I kind of think. think so. Yeah, because surprised. Like, if you're a prince, right? His life's been incredibly awesome. His whole life is he'll always be around. Plus, his wife's stuck here now. Okay, I don't. Oh, talk. she's stuck here. Yeah, there's a whole oh, operation shame. thing, but I think she doesn't want to be caught up like Rapunzel in a palace again. Anyway, oh, too late. Yeah, uh, there was some stuff, but yeah, she's, yeah. she's back here now. Right. She's claimed that her ear infection. So shout out to her for having an excuse to stay away mm. from the guy. Yeah, Because yeah. don't don't want to be locked up like Rapunzel and her hair's not long enough to let someone mm. else up. Mm. Maybe, you know... Maybe, also, hey. that, that tower's got no windows, Ben. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> it's, 
That's also but, very true. Ew. But his life's been incredible. It is Philip, hey, the, the guy in, in... Is it Philip or Albert? It's Albert. Albert, Albert. sorry. Yeah. Albert's life's been Philip's, incredible. Albert, he, Philip, George. Oh, Philip's the, the, the Bali from England. Hey. Yeah, the one that kicked the bucket. Oh, yeah, Lizzie's yeah. wife. I mean, Lizzie's husband. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wrong. I've mixed up a bunch of people. He's done nothing. <laughs> They're all related somehow. Don't yeah, they are. Yeah. Very incestuous, if you don't know, historically, <laughs> yeah. those people. Although, are, to be fair, I think the Grimaldis are like a separate... Separate, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like branch on the tree, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but probably like from, different tree, I think. Like yeah, probably ancestors with the Dutch people, or yeah. there's something happening in Italians. The, it would have been the Italians, eh? Yeah. Monica, very, very nice. But he, I mean, his life's been awesome his whole life. If I was just him, I hang out with his heart right now. Like Lewis, it's not that I like you. I but just need this for the photos. You just good for my brand. Yeah, well, because yeah. you have to pay for citizenship basically in 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 Monica, right? Is Lewis Hamilton didn't get that residence? You like, I'm fully aware of how it works. Is by the way, we've got to trust. Because there's that family, like a famous mm-hmm. trust in Monaco, they do a lot of work. In fact, the head of it is a lady who's here not right now. Who people are saying is Rapunzel and was stuck there, and now she's faking an ear infection, so she doesn't have to go back. But her main job, imagine this, is running the trust for the royalty in Monaco. So probably Lewis Hamilton understands. We need photos with you, pal. We don't really they like are. you. Yeah, we don't really they like are, you. Dog. Yeah, we don't. He probably, like I'm pretty sure. What's the name? Albert is shocked that there's a Formula One race every year around yeah, his yacht. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you guys goes, doing? Oh, okay. All right. What's happening? Yeah. No, this was, I'm down with that. Yeah. Now, how long till I can get to my yacht? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when are you guys going to be done? Do you think, do you think like being the, being the Prince of Monaco, like, you know, the freedom of the city? Yeah. 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 Like, do you think he has like the freedom of the yacht? Like he just walks along the, along the, yeah. the marina and just goes, yeah, that one. And then he walks on board and no one can stop him legally because he's so the Prince of Monaco. Do you know what the thing is? Do you know, the, sure. do you know what the thing is about um, being, being royalty? No, actually, I have no okay, idea. No, what no, 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 no. What gets me? Yeah, it's the eternal shotgun. You, you shotgun the country. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Eternal shotgun. You're like, listen, guys, I'm the boss for as long as. Yeah, if you're alive and 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 you have tax money to pay. Yeah, I'm in charge. It's, yeah. coming, it's coming to me and anybody with my blood as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. What what I dig is it, like David Beckham was a big deal, you know, like mm. a big deal mm. for a long time. It's like still Harry's going. That's excellent. All of the money you bring into England, that's coming through me, and I can spend it. No, you can't because he's, he's excommunicated. Himself. No, well, that was then. Yeah, I mean, right. David Beckham was a while ago. Now yeah, he no, married imagine, an American lady who doesn't. Not. Wow, she is. Imagine not having your face on money. <laughs> is that the ultimate flex? Yeah. Oh look, it's me. <laughs> oh, hello, it's me. It's me again. <laughs> So when did Lizzie get her money, her face on money? When, when did she become queen? Like really young? Uh, 56. 53, no. 53. In the 50s? Yeah, 1953. She's, she's, she's the, the longest she, reigning... She's been queen for 70 years. Though. Longest ever in UK history. So she was in her 30s then? Yeah. yeah. No, in her no, late 20s. Oh my goodness. How she's it? been queen for 70 years. Uh, guys, you know what you were like at 20. Imagine what she was up to. Like if there was Instagram back then, imagine she was, she was up you, to... You know what she was up to? Yeah. Whatever she wanted. Yeah, I know. Well yeah. said. But like... Well said. Do you know what I feel sorry for though? Prince Charles. It's like, when's this hag dying so I can be king? Just for once. Just for once. And, and I also, don't know. I don't know. He's, I mean, you think about Charles also. Great life. Yeah. Like, a third of the responsibility. That's true though. <laughs> All the perks. Yeah. Very little of the stress. Except for when he got divorced and married. What's her face? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Camilla. Massive downgrade yeah. there. Um, what's it? I've always thought this. Is whatever the... like guy who's 16th in line for the throne, mm-hmm. who still gets the manor. It's like being a third-choice goalkeeper in football. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Is you still get 40,000 uh, 40, pounds a week. Do you know what must have been great? Do you know what must have been great? Prince Harry, before he 
carried himself. And then George came along. He was like, yo, that's great. Although, oh, yeah, one more step away. Yeah, yeah. Thanks very much. That's great. <laughs> Although, I wouldn't want to be them because he's still like a feature. I'm talking about the guy who's 16th like down Like Princess the line. Beatrice. Whoever. Yeah, yeah. Or, or she's, those... she's got a nice... No, not yeah. like her. Because I know her. I'm talking about the one who's 16th down the line. Probably gets... 10 million pounds a year just for being alive you know yeah. and there is a like a, a, a manor and a villa all around like he, in Luxembourg you know that, yeah, that all yeah, mated yeah. back in the day I want to be that person where nobody, nobody knows, knows who you are mm. but you're at Oxford and it's paid for and you probably own three houses in Botswana just because of the history you know what I mean that's who you want to be third choice goalkeeper in the Premier League yeah. that's who I'd want to be shout out to Albert shout out to Rapunzel who's back uh, good luck with her ear, ear infection Lewis Hamilton shout out to you avoiding tax and being one of the true greats of driving. Uh, maybe, maybe pit stop when they tell you to. You're, you're obsessed with people not paying taxes. Eh? Yeah. You always mention it. Yeah. <laughs> pay your taxes. Like we all have to. You know what I mean? We're, but we're... if you live in a country where there's no tax to be paid, you don't pay tax. That's a very good point. I once sat down there at a restaurant. Um, it's 5,000 euros just to authors. 5,000. So, yeah, yeah. 5,000 uh, 5, francs or whatever they, they're doing over there. No, euro. Euro. euro to yeah. sit down. Yeah. Yeah, I heard yeah. something ridiculous about like docking your, your, your yacht in Monaco is like something ridiculous. No, 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 no. You, you've said it. The, the, you know no, the ridiculous part is having the yacht. Yeah. Because even if, whether you're using it or not, you are hemorrhaging money. No, you yeah. said ridiculous. Yacht. Uh, Spike Ballantyne. Great stuff today. It's been my pleasure. Thanks. Um, unlike your past, this is the time uh. you want to see a checkered, checkered flag. Mm, I got to go. That let's be out. The MKT show, ladies and gentlememen. Racing aficionado, pun aficionado. It, it is good to be back for the next two days. Just so I warn you in advance, expect a military coup uh, from a Portuguese human being uh, from Thursday onwards. I will be in Cape Town. Uh, so we have today, we have Tuesday, we have Wednesday together. And then I will leave again. Uh, this time, let's see if we can get technology to work. But it's awesome to be back. Great way to start this Monday. Uh, Ryan says, I, uh, <laughs> you can look like me if you don't drink water. Incredible way to start the week. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, we are the hell out of here. Hey, what's happening? It is your hostess of the mostest, MKT here uh, from the infamous MKT show, live on Cliff Central Sport on YouTube. Catch myself and many other passionate sports fans, enthusiasts, uh, maniacs, live on YouTube every day from 12 till 2 p.m. Central African time and from 3 to 5 live on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com or wherever you may consume Cliff Central's content. In case you missed the live stream, the MKT Show is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, hit that button. The button is below. Get involved in the comment section. This is Mbulelo Kaele Tutinta, and I approve this message. Yes, you can. Cliffcentral.com